Boston College loses another one as they drop their third straight ACC game, this time to Georgia Tech. We will talk all about this game on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Thursday, everyone. Boston College did it again. They've dropped another heartbreaker, this time to Georgia Tech. A team that was 0-4 in the ACC gets their first win against Boston College. Second game in a row, BC has given an ACC team their first ACC win. Uh, This was a tough one to watch. I mean, Georgia Tech just executed uh, flat out better than Boston College down the stretch. Um... It was a game of runs. You know, both teams seemed to be going, um, you know, they'd have their bo- their moments where both teams seemed to look really well, like they're playing really well, and then they'd fall apart. You saw really good performances by Quinton Post, who had 20, uh, 24 points. You had Brevin Galloway with 18 points. But it was Georgia Tech shooting in the end that really just kind of doomed the Eagles. Trevor, uh, Trevor Maxwell uh, scored 22 points. Um, and if you were to tell me that Maxwell was going to be the leading scorer and they were going to hold DeVoe b- below 20 points, I'd say that was going to be a win right there. But Boston College, um, you know, they had there was good shooters up and down that Georgia Tech lineup that just hit shots when they needed it. So just kind of giving you a kind of idea how this game goes. I'm not going to go through everything about this game. But, you know, Georgia Tech comes out, they start hitting, and Boston College falls behind. But credit to the Eagles, they come right flying back. It's something I think I've seen a lot out of Grant's team so far is that when they fall behind – other than the UNC game, they come, they start to roar back, and that's what they they did here. And it was some three pointers from Brevin Galloway, who was just like liquid energy off of that off of the bench, and a couple near the end of that first half gave BC a 38-36 lead going into halftime. Felt pretty good about it because you know BC was behind. They started to hit some shots. They come out of halftime, and Georgia Tech goes on a run. And they are they take over the game a little bit. You know, they build up a twelve point lead. You're like, oh God, this is where it falls apart. But Boston College again continues to make plays. It's mostly Quinton Post at this point, who just, you know, the Georgia Tech had no answer to him. Like I've never seen a team like Quinton Post is a he's a solid interior uh player, but like not anything you'd write home to. But Georgia Tech had no one that could stop him. They had one guy. Uh, Usher, Jordan Usher, who uh, got in foul trouble early, had to sit. Post would go crazy on whoever they put on him because they kept, you know, Georgia Tech kept going with small ball. You know, Usher comes back out, he falls out of the game. Georgia Tech goes back to small ball. So, you know, Post was able to do what he needed to do. I also think the small ball actually kind of helped Georgia Tech too because they were just quicker than BC. Like you, you're they're failing to close out on some extra passes, some stuff we've seen all year long, um, and that caused issues. Uh, down the down the stretch, Boston College had a four point lead with two minutes to go, and they couldn't close it out. That is disappointing. I don't know. How, you can't like frame it any other way. It was disappointing when you have a lead that late in the game. You should be able to put it away. And they had all the momentum, you know, with all those big dunks by Post near the end of the game. Felt like everything was going BC's way, but every time that they punched Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech would counter punch, and Georgia Tech went on a twelve two run late in that game, and that was what put it out of reach. Um, you saw near the end, like, BC uh, kind of unravel a little bit. You know, they were right in it towards the end. They had, you know, with 30, 40 seconds left, 
They had the ball. They were down by a single, um, a single possession. And what does BC drop for a play? This terrible alley-oop pass from Jaden Zachary to, I think it was Brevin Galloway. I mean, it was, there was no one even near it. So that, that ended up, you know, being a turnover. Georgia Tech goes back and scores again, and that's it. You know, it just slipped away so quickly at the end. Um, and we've seen that happen with this basketball team before. So, you know, it's a tough loss because Boston College needs these wins. The Pitts wins, the, the Georgia Tech. If you want to kind of put together a respectable season. I mean, as we've said all along, we're not expecting much from this year. We want to see improvement. Do we see improvement for this game? Kinda. I mean, you saw guys step up that you wanted to see. But this was a game BC should have won. I mean, they just needed to execute better, and they didn't do it. Um, and I think that this was just another loss that, in the end, is going to just like make a bad season look even worse. Because, you know, you go out there against Pitt. You, say you win against Pitt and Georgia Tech. You're now, like, what, 3-1 and one in the conference? You're not expecting to be – like, I, I know most of you are like Wake Forest, but Wake Forest is really good this year. Wake Forest, NC State, you know, Dukes. You get blown out by all of them, but you get those wins. You feel still pretty good about going into next year. You don't have those wins. <laughs> They're all losses now. Uh, you have the Notre Dame win, which seems like it was about three years ago, but you don't have the other wins to kind of rely on, and it feels like that's tough. Now, they play Clemson next, a team I still think they could beat, so this is like one more chance that they get. Um, you saw the way that they got scoring in this game. It was a good way to figure out the weaknesses of Georgia Tech and exploit it. I thought that was good. Um, their closeout on the thir- three-pointers and like ability to hold defenses against some of that stuff, I thought was poor. Um, there were points where they looked raw, and I think they're a raw team. So like you know, making tons of mistakes in a really short period of time. <clears throat> that's what that's what's been killing BC, and a lot of that. You know, is is due to some younger players, but you know, I it's got to improve. That stuff, you know, like those periods where last year it was like BC would just go ice cold shooting, and you're like, okay, whatever, that that's bad. This year it's like there's some ice cold shooting, but it's like poor shot selection, poor play management, and that worries me more. So I'm I'm looking to see if that piece improves heading to the end of the season, um, but. That's it for basketball, and I, you know, I hate I hate to say it on the show, but you know, it's be, basketball is supposed to be the number two sport at the school. But whenever I talk about basketball, you guys all tune out, and it's I'm I'm sure part of it is football's my like my my bread and butter, but like, I mean, basketball's sometimes really depressing to watch, and I still go back to, I know it's tough, and believe me, I didn't want to stay up at nine o'clock that tonight or sat, uh, Thursday, Wednesday night to watch this game either. I wanted to go to bed. But, you know, this is what we got to get through. You have to, you know, you have to get through some of these tough times to see the light at the end of the tunnel and get your team to where it needs to be. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, this year is going to be one of those years that it's a lost year. We said this at the beginning of the year. It's a lost year for Boston College. No one's expecting anything. They're probably going to struggle. You head into next year, you bring in some of that recruiting class of 2022 with two you know, exciting recruits and two really solid recruits. You start to build depth. You get a couple maybe transfer portal players. You build from there. I'm going to keep talking about that every game at this point because it feels like we just need to continue that mantra. But on the other hand, you want to see Earl Grant continue to improve a little bit of his, co- his coaching style. Some of those, you know, fall apart to the end of the game. You want to see him do a little bit better. But 
That's it. Boston College is now 6-8. They're 1-3 in the ACC, and the uh, slide continues. They're now on a four-game losing streak. In a moment, we're going to talk about Jeff Halfley's transfer portal and his the way he's working the transfer portal, and I'm going to talk a little bit about why I might be a little concerned about some of the decisions he is making. We'll get into that in just a moment. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of businesses increase their visibility after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. In the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com slash locked. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. If you've made Locked On Boston College your number one choice for morning podcasts, I want to thank you if you made this your number one choice for afternoon podcasts. Thank you. And if you have recommended us to a family or friend who enjoys Boston College sports, thank you as well. Now, we just finished our discussion on the Boston College-Georgia Tech game. Let's switch it over to football again. All week long, we've been talking transfer portal news. Yesterday, I talked about Jeff Halfley's uh, philosophy. We talked a little bit about some of the players going in, you know, between C.J. Lewis and Brendan Smith just went in. We looked at Boston College not really getting a ton of, of, of transfer portals. Today, I want to look at how Jeff Halfley's philosophy could bite him in the long run. And this is where I'm kind of going to take another approach and look at his transfer portal philosophy and talk about maybe it could go wrong. Maybe it's not the right way to address things. So where I'm going to start this off, the 2022 season has a potential to be good, right? We all know this is another year, the last year of Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers. You have a quarterback that's, you know, the best that you probably have had since Matt Ryan, as long as he stays healthy, and the best wide receiver Boston College has ever had. I don't think, you know, or most explosive wide receiver Boston College has ever had. Now, they're going to go after this season. Now, if you're building a team, if you're building for this, this what could be a good year, would you want to surround Zay Flowers and Phil Dracovic with developmental guys or guys that could be impact players or ready to go right now. And I'm just going to throw a name out there, and I, I don't know if Boston College is completely into him or if they're just, you know, you know if there's any interest at all, but just a name to throw it around, right? So let's look at the tight end position, because that's always the joke, is I always talk about the tight ends. But that's that's a big one. Trey, Trey Berry's off into the pros. It's a, you know, he just left. He'll be playing in the NFLPA Bowl, um, and that means that he's, you know, got an agent and everything, and he'll be going pro. Um, so you have now at wide receiver some choices. So do you want, you could easily go into next year with Joey Lucchetti and try maybe, you know, Charlie Gordon or Spencer Witter as the backup. Is that a big drop off from the last two years of Hunter Long and Trey Berry? Yes. Is Joey Lucchetti serviceable? Yes, he's serviceable. He's not anything special, but he could get the job done, right? But say that your goal this year is to is to go all in with Phil Dracovic. You're you're after the season you're gonna have Emmett Moorhead, you don't know what you're gonna get there, or you're gonna get, you know, someone else that's gonna come in. 
you don't this is a big year for Boston College. Do you want to risk it by filling in with guys that aren't proven? Because after this year, that window closes. Now that could bite Jeff Halfley in the butt, right? If you're just filling in with guys that maybe aren't just ready yet, maybe it's a you know, maybe you know, you don't have the the high end players that you could get if you went into the portal. Um but could that eventually could that impact the outcome of the season? It definitely could be. It's something I think that Jeff Halfley needs to be considerate about because I totally get his perspective here, right? You want to build and and develop your your product, right? But at tight end, if you have Lucchetti out there, you know he's a C plus C player. He's not anything special. But say, for instance, Alabama transferred Jaleel Billingsley. Just I'm just throwing a name out there. Say he was interested in coming to Boston College. This guy that's got about 60 catches over the last couple of years. Really dynamic tight end. You know, he's a four-star out of college. Would give you a good bridge between, um, you know, Trey Barry and whoever comes in next year, whether it's Matt Reagan or Jeremiah Franklin or Charlie Gordonier. You get him in. You get him in for a year. Now you have an elite weapon at tight end. Would you do that? Or should Jeff Halfley do that? I think he should. I think there's positions where, you got, and you have to do it case by case. But yes, you want to bring in and develop guys. But if there's not that talent for next year for Phil Dracovic, it's important to do that. Like to, to, You need to put out your best product next year. And not only just because it's Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers, it's because we're on to now year three of Jeff Halfley. It's kind of getting, we're getting to put up or shut up time, right? How much longer can it take him to develop this this team, to get them over that hump? Now, I know the last two years are completely wonky with COVID and all sorts of weird stuff, but he needs to show it too. So I don't know if, is a, if there's a position that he feels that maybe BC lacks that depth. You need to go out there. You need to hammer that or it's going to bite him because if we go into next year, and there's a position, offense or defense, and there was a player out there that he could have got, and you know they didn't address it because they decided to bring in like a you know redshirt freshman or a sophomore, and they're not ready or up to that challenge, and they make a mistake. Yeah, that's gonna stink, but it also is kind of on the on the staff too. They gotta make that choice. They gotta figure out what that sweet spot is because just saying like right now we're into Thursday, and classes start next week. It does not look like to me that there will be any transfers in this first first go-around. Now, you're going to go into uh, spring practice, and usually around spring practice, there's, there's a second wave of players going, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to be playing. I'm going to go somewhere else. And that's where you get guys. Uh, last year, it was like Trey Berry. You got a couple other guys that came in later. Alex Sinkfield, I think, was later. Um, you get some of those guys later in the cycle. But, you know, I have to say it's a little disappointing right now that there's been nothing because – Yes, you want to bring in the developmental guys and, and the guys that you have in your program, but you can't tell me right now that there isn't a, a, a transfer out there that could fill a need with some veteran presence. Um, so that's a little concerning on my part. I'm a little worried about it. Um, I think that there's gonna there, there needs to be some you know other balance there. And now, to Halfley's credit, there might be other issues as well. I know I talked about it on yesterday's show that. Um, I think there's actually a really big numbers crunch going on in this roster because of the super seniors and that Halfley, if he wants to bring in another big class of recruits, he needs to be careful on how he manages that class. That's why you saw guys like C.J. Lewis, Kobe White, 
end up somewhere else. Part of the reason um, you're seeing more of these guys being pushed off because they need to get some numbers. And they might be doing that so that they can be more active in the transfer portal. But I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not concerned with what Halfley's doing. I just think I'm not sure if it's the right move. And we'll have to wait and see. Now, do you agree with me? Hit me up at Locked On BC and let me know if Halfley's making the right move right now. Just kind of staying cool and staying put in the transfer portal. Now, in a moment, let's get into the news, including some basketball recruiting news, and we'll talk a little bit more about football. All right, Eagles fans, this is AJ Black with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code COLLEGE to get up to 50 cents a gallon on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your cat bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get that 50 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. BetOnline would like to wish you all a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino game, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. I use BetOnline and I have to say I am super happy. Earlier in August, I put some money down on the Georgia Bulldogs to win the national title. Boom. Just hit it. I also put a little bit down on Jamar Chase to win Rookie of the Year. Looks like I'm going to hit that one too. So you can make all these. You can either do game, you know, daily. You can do long terms. You can do prop bets. They have it all on Bet Online. It's a great and it's so easy to use. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black. Hope you all are having a terrific Thursday. We're going to kind of just jump into the news. Um, and I'm going to start off with something we haven't talked about in a long time, which is college basketball recruiting. Now, if you remember, there are four recruits coming in in the class of 2022. That's Prince Alagbe, Donald Hand, Chaz Kelly, and Armani Mighty. Um, Armani Mighty is one of my favorite names ever at Boston College. It's absolutely above, just above Spiffy Evans. But they um, USA Today named their uh, watch list for the All-American team. And on that list, they gave 800 names, so it's not the All-American team yet. Two of Boston College play, uh, committed recruits are on that, and that would be Donald Hand and Prince Aligby. So two big names—that's that's big. I don't know, you know, I don't know what the odds are that they will make the All-American team, uh, the McDonald's All-American team. But the fact that Earl Grant's got two guys that are already in that kind of consideration—if they both make it—that that again that pump bumps up where Boston College is. Um, what their view is in terms of the recruiting world. Like if you're getting, if you get one, that would be huge for Boston college. I can't even remember the last one that they got. Um, but you know, that's a, a big deal for Boston college recruiting. So hopefully th- those two guys will get in and more news for cam Schwartz about women's basketball, who was named uh, the NCAA starting five. It's like their five stars of the week. She had that 39 point game against Clemson. Uh, also, if, I don't know if the voting is already closed, but Joanna McNamee retweeted it out. Um, you can vote for the picture of her, uh, like on the ground, like screaming and yelling uh, in excitement um, as the picture of the week. So I thought that was kind of cool as well. 
And I don't think we brought it up on yesterday's episode, but Brendan Smith, a tight end for Boston College, entered the transfer portal. I think I mentioned it early in the episode. Um, he was, you know, I think he was a guy you saw in the spring game a little bit. Um, he was more like a depth tight end. So this is just another example, I think, of Halfley trying to get some scholarships for guys that could actually do things for the team. You know, no no, no knock on Smith. He's a Needham high guy, um, a guy that I think, you know, you know, probably was more of the practice squad, you know, scout team. Um, and there, in case they had a lot of injuries, but I, I just couldn't see him playing this year behind Spencer Witter, Joey Lucetti, and a few others. Um, so another guy into the portal, you know, we've seen a lot of movement in, in BC players entering the portal, and we have none coming out of the portals. I mean, not, you know, coming into the program from the portal. There's still a few names to watch as well that I think could be interesting for next year that we haven't heard what the deal is with them. One is Chibuzi and Wuka, who's the defensive tackle who missed all of last season due to an Achilles injury. Because of that, I think he gets a red shirt if he wants to. I'm not even sure he or BC wants him to play another season. But I honestly, I mean, given some of the struggles they had on the interior, he would be big. That would be as big as getting a transfer to me to get a healthy Chibuzi and Wuka back in there. You put him next to either Chris Banks or um, you put him next to Cam Horsley and you got a, a good solid one-two punch at defensive tackle. He's one. And Alex Sinkfield, uh, who, the transfer from West Virginia, who ran for 350 yards last year, you know, was the um, the you know, speed to Pat Garbo's power in, in the backfield. They haven't said yet whether he's coming back. So those are two names. I think that could be big additions if they come back, but we're not sure yet because we haven't heard uh, where they're going. The one name that I did see enter uh, the NFL draft, I missed it earlier, was TJ Ram, uh, defensive tackle. He's entering the transfer portal, so that's another defensive tackle in uh, that's going to be off the squad. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to jump in, talk more about college football. We're probably going to have Mitch Wolf back on to talk about the end of the season, look at the uh, all-American Bowl and not the All-American Bowl, excuse me, Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine Bowl, and some of the other uh, pro-season games that Boston College graduating players are going to participate in over the next couple of weeks. So you're going to want to hear that. This is AJ Black. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. You can find my website, uh, the podcast at Locked On BC on Twitter, and make sure to follow us on Facebook as well. Just look up uh, BC Bulletin on Facebook. I put episodes of the show up there for on YouTube. I put all sorts of news and notes that you're going to want, so it's super easy. If you use Facebook, just find us and hit that subscribe button or like button, excuse me, um, and it really does make a difference for us. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.